Hello, everyone. My name is Andrew, and my name is Anna. And you're listening to the Culips English podcast. Hey, everyone! Welcome back to Culips. This is Chatterbox, the Culips series for intermediate and advanced English learners that features natural, unedited conversations between two native speakers. Today, I'm joined by my co-host Anna. Anna, how are you doing? I'm really good, thanks. Perfect. And we are going to talk about、uh, a topic that I think is near and dear to both of our hearts, Anna, because we're talking about the future of podcasting today. There have been a lot of recent developments surrounding podcasting in the last couple of years. And these developments are really going to change the way that people podcast and listen to podcasts in the future. So I think we'll have lots of interesting things to talk about in this episode. And Anna, for our listeners that don't know, of course you are a co-host here at Culips, but you also have your own podcast, don't you? Could you just catch us up really quickly about what your other podcast is about? Sure. So since March two thousand twenty. I've had my podcast, which is called Anna with Two Ends, which is a business English podcast where I release episodes every Wednesday about different business English topics. Perfect. So, all about business English. I'm sure a lot of our listeners would like to check that out, and we definitely encourage anybody who wants to improve their business English to check out Anna with Two Ends. So. You know, Anna, you and I—we are very involved in podcasting, and for this reason, I think this will be a fascinating conversation. We'll get to it in just a moment, but before we do, listeners, I want to let you know there's a transcript and study guide available for this episode for all Culips members on our website, culips.com, and by following along with the study guide while listening to us, you can really take advantage and study with this episode in the best way possible. Not only that, but you'll also support us and allow. Culips to keep going and to make more English lessons for people all around the world in the future. Now, when you become a Culips member, there are also a bunch of other extras that you'll get. So it's a great win-win situation. Good for your English development and good for us because it allows us to keep making Culips episodes. So to become a member and get the study guide, just visit culips.com. We also wanted to give a shout out to our listener Fabiola Montero from Mexico, who left us a lovely comment and a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Fabiola, you wrote, "Kulip's podcast is a super good way to practice. I have been listening for a long time, and they are very nice, and it is comfortable to listen to all of the hosts. They are nice people, so you feel like you want to listen to their podcast all day." And it's super helpful for practicing listening. They explain many ways to use the language, like grammar, phrasal verbs, in a really entertaining way. I like Andrew's voice a lot. Ah,、oh, there you go, Andrew. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> so, I recommend their podcast a lot. Thank you so much, Fabiola. That's wonderful. 
Thank you, Fabiola, for that fantastic review. And everyone, if you would like to hear your name shouted out at the start of a Culips episode, then please leave us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to Culips. It will help more English learners around the world find us and study with us. All right, with that said, it's time to talk about our topic for today's episode. So let's get started. Anna, I have a question for you to kick things off. I'm curious, when was the first time that podcasting came onto your radar? Well, podcasting's always been something that I've liked, but I never really thought about having a podcast until I was kind of inspired by somebody else who was doing podcasting. So I've always listened to podcasts, but I never really thought about doing one. And that's kind of the fantastic thing is that it's so easy to start a podcast if you've got an idea that you really can literally do it in the same day more or less if you've got a you know a mic and everything's really accessible for for setting up your own podcast. So I've both listened to them for a long time and and now more recently I've had my own one. Yeah, I have a story that's pretty similar to yours. I think podcasting first came onto my radar around 2005 or 2006. Actually, it was a podcast from the UK, the Ricky Gervais podcast that uh, was one of the first ones that I remember listening to. And uh, one of the things that spurred on the podcasting revolution was the invention of the iPod. Now that people had this kind of device that could hold a lot of audio and a lot of podcasts, uh, we could carry around, you know, these episodes right in our pocket and listen to them at any time. And the other thing that kind of pushed the podcasting revolution forward was the development of an RSS feed. I'm not exactly sure what RSS stands for. I'm not that technical, but I do know what it does. And that is that it pushes a brand new podcast episode to your favorite podcast player. So it was kind of the syncing up of these two revolutions, RSS and the iPod that allowed you know, everyone to listen to podcasts on the go. Now, at the same time, we had another revolution with home recording technology. And in the past, you would have to go to a radio studio or a recording studio to be able to record high quality audio. But, you know, around 10 to 15 years ago, things became much more accessible for people to record at home. And in fact, Anna, you and I, we're just at our homes right now recording with some mics that are not crazy expensive. It's actually quite affordable to record a high quality podcast these days. Yeah. And that's the wonderful thing is that you can be doing a podcast right from your home. You don't need to be in a studio. And I think one of the main reasons I started listening to podcasts was always about learning. So when I was learning Spanish, I wanted to listen to podcasts. When I was working in business, I wanted to learn about different case studies. And I think the wonderful thing is there's just so many podcasts for so many different tastes. And I go through phases with podcasts. You know, I, I kind of dip in and out and 
you really get to know people. And I think that's the really key thing that podcasts have that maybe other social media doesn't have is you really feel more of a connection. And I think the reason why at the moment, especially in the past couple of years, podcasts have just been booming. Everybody's starting podcasts. I think it's because we're so used to having, you know, very short form video, very kind of rehearsed, choreographed social media that listening to somebody talk over a longer period of time, maybe half an hour, 15 minutes, you really feel much more of a connection to that person. And I think that's why podcasts are so popular now as a way to connect with your audience, connect with your market, and just to tell stories as well, interesting stories. I think that's why they're becoming even more popular now and probably will be in the future. Exactly. I've always thought of podcasting as kind of being like the wild west of all of the different kinds of media that we consume because, you know, music, movies, radio, social media, as you said, they're always very produced, very choreographed and curated. And also big business is involved. So we have these giant media companies, you know, all of the movie companies and TV broadcast corporations that produce content. They're very much involved in the process of creating movies and TV shows. However, podcasting has always kind of been its own thing. It's very much a DIY medium. Like we said, you can buy a cheap microphone and just start your own podcast, upload it to Apple Podcasts, and voila, you've got your own show. You are a podcaster. And until recently, big corporations and big business has really left podcasting alone. Of course, you know, on some podcasts, you'll hear advertisements or there'll be sponsors for the show or something like that. But there haven't been any big companies pumping a lot of media into the podcasting medium until recently, until recently. Things have changed. And over the last couple of years, there have been significant investments into podcasting. And I really feel that this is going to have an impact not only on the way podcasts are produced, but also in the way that listeners consume podcasts in the future. One podcast that I really love, for example, is the Joe Rogan podcast. And Spotify did a huge deal with him. People don't know exactly, but it's rumored to be at around $100 million dollars to put his podcast on Spotify. So as you said, you can see all these big players coming into the podcast game. You've got Spotify that really seems to be at the center of that, that seems to be getting a lot of talent. The Obamas, for example, uh, Kardashian, Kim Kardashian. So you can see all of these people are starting to be drawn to podcasts, which I guess suggests that podcasts are a great way to communicate. I mean, businesses go where the money is, number one, but also what people care about. So I guess podcasts are going to be a space that, you know, they're kind of hedging their bets on podcasts and saying, we think this is going to be a great way to communicate with people in the future and going forward. So in that sense, podcasts are a great way to be. But of course, as you get more people, things start to become a little bit more saturated. And maybe it's going to be harder, for example, for people to have these maybe overnight successes or unexpected successes where 
you take a podcast that's very DIY and suddenly you have lots of listeners. Maybe that's going to be more difficult with bigger players, bigger production, more advertising, etc. But ultimately, I think the more podcasts, the better. And there's going to be challenges with everything. But I think if you raise the bar, you get more people in better production, it raises the bar. So podcasts will be better for the listeners in the long term. But it might be more difficult for your DIY podcaster to to break out and and have a big impact. You're absolutely right that uh, many big companies have been investing a lot of money into podcasting. I have a short list here that I will share with everyone. Around three years ago, uh, iHeartMedia, which is a broadcast radio company, really kicked things off and got the investments into podcasting started when they paid $55 million to acquire the Stuff Media Podcast Company. And that company produces a podcast called Stuff You Should Know, which is an extremely popular and successful podcast. So that was like the first big purchase of a podcast. But that was only the start. In 2020, Sirius XM, which is a satellite radio company, they acquired Stitcher, which is a podcast app, and they paid around $265 million to acquire that app. And then last year, Amazon bought Wondery for over $300 million. And Wondery, again, is a company that produces podcasts, and they have several different shows that they produce. And then, like you mentioned recently, the Joe Rogan podcast got bought by Spotify for around $100 million. They also bought Gimlet uh, which is a podcast company that produces a podcast that I really like called Reply All. And that's rumored to have been around a $300 million deal as well. So when we're talking about investment from, you know, big companies, Spotify, Amazon, Apple, they are really pumping so much money into podcasting. And like you said, Anna, I completely agree that it's probably one of these situations that has some advantages and disadvantages. The advantages of this situation are, like you said, that we're going to have higher quality podcasts. Um, the audio production is going to be through the roof, I think. And also we're going to be able to hear from people that we really like, right? The podcasting revolution is encouraging people to get involved in podcasting that may not otherwise podcasts such as the Obamas, like you said, that's that's really cool that I think it's Michelle Obama that started her own podcast on Spotify, if I'm not mistaken. But what I'm worried about is uh, the DIY podcasters, right? Is there going to be a place for them or are the algorithms of all of these giant podcasting corporations going to push the little guys out? And what I'm worried about is that the future of podcasting will have a lot of different walled gardens, a lot of different ecosystems that have their own unique individual podcasts. And there's not just one centralized place that us as listeners can find all of our content at in the future. I'm curious, what do you think about this? And will this affect how we listen to podcasts going forward? I think potentially it could affect your experience listening 
to podcasts. I think at the moment we have so many free podcasts as well. So many podcasts offer their content for free and there's so much choice for people. But for sure that maybe it become a little bit more fragmented or maybe even something similar to a Netflix model where you have to subscribe. And if you subscribe on a monthly basis, you'll be able to access all of the podcasts that you want. I could definitely see that becoming something that might be you know, considered or introduced in the future. But I think even though there will always be some content that is exclusive, that is premium, that's going to be walled off, I think there's still so much choice in terms of, of free content. But of course, it's going to affect the listener experience. There's no doubt about that. But I think looking on the positive, I think the more podcasts there are, the better. There is always going to be things that you're going to have to pay more for. That's just a fact. But there's still loads of ways that you can access interesting content, useful content, entertaining content without paying for it, which I think is the wonderful thing about podcasting. And I, I wouldn't want to lose that. I think that's the essence of podcasting is that it is a little bit like DIY or I don't want to say amateur because I think amateur has a negative connotation. But, you know, it's DIY, it's startup, it's, you know, you've got an idea and you want to talk to people about it. So I wouldn't want to lose that essence that that it has. But ultimately, often when big players like this get involved in media, sometimes it does start to lose that kind of startup feel that maybe it had at the beginning, I guess probably we feel a bit defensive, maybe a little bit as well. When you, <laughs> you start getting people caring about what you've always cared about, you know, you're like, well, wait a second, we were here first, you know. So I think it probably throws up some of those emotions as well. But I think, as I said before, more podcasts, better, I think. I totally agree with you on that point. I think that the podcasting world, the podcasting community is better if a lot of people try it and make podcasts. Uh, if you look at my subscription list on my phone to all the podcasts that I listen to, there are like probably a hundred podcasts and I try to listen to as many as I can. Like I'm always listening to podcasts. I think uh, podcasting has really almost killed music for me. Before podcasting, I used to listen to music all the time. And now I listen to podcasts like 85% of the time and music 15% of the time. So I've really switched my listening habits. What I'm worried about is all of these walled gardens and what that's going to mean for listeners, not so much for content creators and podcasters, but more for listeners. Because Anna, imagine that uh, Spotify calls you up and says, Anna, let's make a deal. We want to buy Anna with two N's and make it an exclusive podcast on our platform and we'll pay you $100 million. Well, I think, Anna, you would say, yes, let's make a deal. Let's do that. And then you would be exclusive to Spotify. But then maybe Apple or Amazon calls Culips and says, Culips, we want to have you as an exclusive podcast on our platform. Would you like to make a deal? And we'd say, uh, yeah, okay, let's do it. And then what that would mean is that our listeners who love Culips and Anna with two N's, all of a sudden, if they wanted to follow us and listen to our episodes, they would either have to sign up for those services and maybe pay a small monthly fee or they would have to download those apps and then they can't just have all of their podcasts in one place, but they'd have to have two or three different apps. And 
it could get a little bit messy. And I'm just worried about what that will do to podcasting in the future. I hope it doesn't kill the kind of independent, creative vibe that the podcasting community has really created over the last 10 to 15 years. As I say, I think it will affect the the listener experience. You know, maybe they'll have to listen on different platforms. You know, they might have to pay for one thing and not another thing. So for sure, I think it's probably going to affect the listener experience in that way, maybe for the better or maybe not. Maybe we'll see some more mergers or some different platforms together. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, really anything could happen. One thing that I really love about podcasting as well, going back to why I think podcasting is so successful right now is again about that idea of connection. And for me as a creator, it's a alternative to something like YouTube, which I've always been very hesitant to go for it on YouTube because I really like the fact that it's just audio. I mean, some people do film their podcasts and video their podcasts, but I really like the fact that it's an audio format rather than a video format. So for me, it's a real alternative to something like YouTube. And I just feel it's more natural than maybe a video that's, you know, very scripted or an Instagram reel, which is very short. So for me, I feel like it allows me to show more of my personality. And as a listener, you get to know me better through this medium and forum of podcasting. So I think that's why it's so successful right now. I mean, I follow a few people on on Instagram and I really enjoyed their account. And then recently they launched a podcast and it was like, whoa, because I'd never heard them speak for more than 30 seconds. So I didn't get to know them. And then they started this podcast. I listened to the first episode and I was like, oh my goodness, these people are great. I love listening to them. They sounded like they were just, you know, friends chatting and it was just fantastic. So you really get to see a different side for people that you don't get on other forms of social media. So I think podcasting is just going to be more and more popular. I think more people are going to use it as an additional arm or a branch of their offer because it is like a marketing tool as well. So it can be used for many different things. But for me, the one thing that I will always maintain is that in the case of my podcast, it will always be free. So I'll always have a free version. I think many people would, many podcasters or DIY podcasters is the way I started in my case. I think many people would want to stick to that. There's always a a free version that anybody can access. And I think that's important. Completely agree with you. Again, I think that is really core to what podcasting is, is that it has to be free. Now, whether it is exclusive to one platform or a different platform, maybe there's some flexibility there with podcasting, but uh, if the podcast is not free, then I don't think it's really a podcast. It's like an audiobook that you buy or something. It's, it's something different. It's not podcasting anymore. So I completely agree with you that podcasts should be free. And definitely here at Culips, we also intend for all of our episodes to be free going forward as they always have been. So with that being said, Anna, I think we should wrap up this episode. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in today. And also, I want to know what our listeners think about this topic, because I'm sure they have some very strong opinions about it as podcast listeners. So 
Guys, if you could send us an email and let us know what you think about the future of podcasting. What is your prediction? What's going to happen to podcasting going forward? Please let us know your thoughts. Our email address is contacts at qlips.com. Now, if you want to get the study guide for this episode, which includes the transcript and some detailed vocabulary explanations of all of the difficult or interesting or idiomatic vocabulary that you heard Anna and I use here in this conversation, then you're going to want to visit qlips.com so you can sign up and become a QLips member and download the study guide and transcript. Becoming a Coolips member is a great way to support us, but it's not the only way. You can also support us by leaving a five-star rating and a nice review on your podcast app, telling your friends about Coolips and following us on social media. That's right. Stay up to date with Coolips by following us on YouTube and Instagram. We'll be back soon with another brand new Coolips episode, and we'll talk to you then. Take care, everyone, and goodbye. See you later.